Hey, it's Rob. Thanks for tuning in to The Dispatch. If you love the show, tell a friend. We're at Outline Dispatch on Twitter. You can find me at R-O-B-A-R-D-Z-R on Twitter. If you have any feedback, email us at podcasts at theoutline.com. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You can see that the chances are better after the man reaches 21 or so. The Outline World Dispatch. Every Monday through Thursday, we bring you a story on the theme of power, culture, or the future. Handpicked from theoutline.com. The future. I forced myself to have a, another coffee instead of another five-hour energy, so I'm feeling really healthy. <laughs> yeah, that's a, probably a good choice. Good choices. Hey, Carolyn, <laughs> how you doing? I'm okay. I'm all right. Yeah. But yeah, so you write for the future section, right? I do. I do. Yep. I'm an intern for the future section. And I recently started as an intern for the culture section. So what's up with the jeans? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> These researchers from Stanford have been sort of digging around this hypothesis for 61 years that there's this link between um, stem cells in the immune system and aging. So the way your body is deciding what's going to be like, you know, a T cell, a B cell, various other types of disease fighters in your body, the way that it's deciding which is which is going to impact your ability to, to fight off disease. And... Basically, what they were just trying to establish is that this link is there. And they found that basically young people have a lot more uniformity. They have like this consistent ratio in what cells are, are what and how they're deciding to uh, become these cells. But then as you get older, there's this huge inconsistency. It, it just changes a lot from the time that you're young to the time that you're old. So, And what, do you, what did they find out changes that? So when you go into these cells on, like, a genetic level, you know, you have, like, DNA. And that's made up of this material that can be affected by the environment. Basically, you have these tiny little compounds that can bind off to these little histone proteins. And when they bind onto those little proteins, then it can change exactly which genes are expressing themselves. What's a piston protein? Uh, so, oh, the his, histone? Oh, histone. histone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. shows how much I know about science. <laughs> <laughs> Piston protein. That sounds really fun. Yeah, that I wish like, I wish that was what it was. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, you know, picture like the X of a chromosome. Um, and so the material that makes that up is chromatin. It's like these tiny little compact strings. And what makes up these strings are these little proteins that sort of arrange themselves in different shapes. And depending on which shape they're in, that's going to affect what information they're telling the body to, to go through with. So, um, so, you know, a skin cell is obviously different than like a cell on your tongue, even though both of those types of cells have the same DNA. It's just that the skin cell has DNA that's telling it to express different stuff than the stuff on your tongue. What's going on with histones is that they're basically vulnerable to to environmental influences. And this could come from literally anything that a human does in just like their everyday life. This could come from exercise, sleep, smoking, diet, if you're taking different drugs, if you're taking antibiotics, if you live in an area that has air pollution, if you're having 
particular chemicals that you're exposed to in your water, all of these different environmental elements are going to play a role in how this information is expressed. And what these scientists basically found, just to tie it all back, this affects the whole immune system. And over time, if they can figure out exactly which environmental influences are changing the immune system in particular ways, the hope is that you could potentially do something to reverse it. You could do something to fight these diseases. You could do something to fight aging. You could actually address the problem. We know that there's links between aging and the likelihood to develop certain types of diseases. And we know that there's a link between this whole entire process of cells deciding which cells they become, which is known as epigenetics. It's like the it's the scary word, but basically it's linked to, it's, yeah. It's <laughs> it linked, sounds scary. <laughs> I know, epigenetics. Yeah, that sounds great. But yeah, basically it's associated with, um, with diseases like cancer, with, um, with autoimmune disorders, arthritis, uh, sclerosis, diabetes. Um, and then even when you have like bacterial born infections like, you know, leprosy, dysentery. All of these conditions have a link to, uh, to this whole system of cells deciding which cells they become in the immune system. So basically, this was proposed like all the way back in 1957 um, by this guy, uh, Conrad Waddington. And he came up with this whole scene to kind of explain how stem cells decide which cells they're becoming. Um, and he used this marble analogy, but I didn't think it was as fun as... As, <laughs> as he probably I, thought yeah. it was? <laughs> yeah, I, I like to picture like a boulder instead. So okay. like the boulder is like a stem cell and it's sitting at the top of a mountain. And then let's say there's three paths and there's one that's going to like a river, one's going to a meadow, one's going into the forest. So that cell inevitably starts rolling down, but it can only choose one path and it can't reverse that. So... Basically, the forest could be like a skin cell. Um, a river could be a cell in your immune system. Once it rolls to the bottom, it's pretty much stuck there. It's stuck mm-hmm. in whatever cell state it ends up going into. So the big question is, what are the mechanisms behind this? How does it choose these paths? Um, and that's sort of the question that's opening up in the future because yeah. we know that we know that where it ends up in the end is very consequential to human health. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we don't know is exactly how this process even gets started. You know, what's what's pushing the boulder? What's making it go left or right? These are still things that kind of need to be answered, even though it's been it's been a concept and it's been researched for sixty one years. A wow. long ass time. <laughs> a very long time. Yeah. Do the scientists think that there is a fountain of youth sometime in the future? I think that was their hope. Um, one of the uh, one of the scientists that I spoke to sort of brought it up unprompted, looking for this immunological fountain of youth, mm-hmm. trying to find this link between how your immune system works and how it makes its decisions and how your body ages why it ages, um, why it ages the way it does, how you are made vulnerable to different things. In the future, it's just a matter of sort of unlocking these connections and figuring out exactly what humans need to be thinking about in terms of their living habits and how that's affecting their immune system in very specific ways. Would you want to live forever, Carolyn? No. 
<laughs> yeah, I wouldn't no. either. No, um, but maybe no to thanks. Like 150, that would be like a good age to like call it quits, you know? I don't know. I have this theory I'm just going to die from skin cancer at like age 60. Well, thanks, Carolyn, um, for letting us in on this crazy discovery and joining us. Yeah, thanks for thanks for asking. This was fun. <laughs> yeah. Since you're checking out The Dispatch, make sure you check out another show we enjoy called The Nod. How did polo become one of hip-hop's favorite brands? Where does the wedding tradition, jumping the broom, really come from? Was 2016 really peak reality TV? Many Black folks have the tradition of nodding in public spaces as a form of acknowledgement. Check out The Nod, a podcast from Gimlet Media. Co-hosts Brittany Luce and Eric Eddings aim to acknowledge all the beautiful, complicated dimensions of Black life. It's a fun and poignant examination of the biggest moments and the most underexplored corners of Black art, media, and culture. Check out The Nod now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks for listening to The Dispatch. We're produced by James T. Green and myself, Rob Dozier. 